Are you a woman, person of color, or a member of some other historically marginalized community who's sick and tired of shrinking to fit into spaces that weren't designed for you? If you're ready to surround yourself with people who think big and you want to get inspired by women who are bold enough to write their own rules, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast, where we spotlight powerhouse women who got tired of waiting for someone to give them a seat at the table, so they built their own. This is an inclusive space where you can come to listen, get inspired, and make some new connections to help you take that next step into living your best life. I'm your host, Nakia Gray. Welcome to the show. In today's episode, I am sharing with you what I believe is the key to closing the racial wealth gap that exists in this country. And I believe that our ticket to wealth is entrepreneurship. So here's what I know. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. There are 17% of Black women that are in the process of starting or running a new business, compared to 10% of white women and 15% of white men. The reason for this is because We're tired. We are tired of leaning in. We aren't seen. We aren't heard in these corporate spaces. We're tired of code switching. We're tired of trying to fit in. We're tired of trying to do things that are going to make us be accepted. For many of us, we have to work 30 to 40 times harder than our white male and female counterparts to get the same results if we're lucky. It's not even a a guarantee, right? If we're lucky, we will get the same recognition or have the same results. And that is because for, for many of us in many of these spaces, they just don't see us. The other reason why so many Black women are starting businesses and why they are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs is because the leadership pipeline is the path to nowhere for many Black women. Black women are least likely to get promoted, to be in mid-level management, upper-level management. It's just not happening for us. And so for many of us, we're saying, you know what? Not going to wait around. I'm going to go ahead and leave and start my own thing because entrepreneurship is appealing to us. It's appealing to us because We want to create something that gives us purpose and validation. And for for many of us, that's where our businesses are born. There is something that we believe um, needs to change within the world. We are looking at some wrong that's happening that we want to make right. And so creating a business, starting a business allows us to do that. We also want to be the masters of our own destiny. We want to feel as if we have some control over where we're going and what is in our future. Another reason that many Black women are leaning towards entrepreneurship is because we want to lead. We're not likely to be promoted to manager in corporate America. For every 100 men that are promoted to manager, only 58 of Black women are promoted, despite the fact that Black women are ask for promotions all the time, despite the fact that Black women have more education than any other group, we are more likely to get advanced degrees. You know, I know for myself, I got 50, 11 million degrees, right? We're doing all of these things and we're still not getting the recognition or the promotions that we want. We also are connectors and we want to have that ability. A lot of times for many of us, we aren't 
our true selves. We don't feel that we can be our true selves in these spaces that we're working. We have to put on and not necessarily show up as our true selves. And so because we're connectors and we want to be able to connect with, you know, like-minded people and people that look like us, that's a struggle for us when we're in corporate America. What I also believe is that representation matters, right? You know, if you are a dentist and you are servicing people that look like you, that is so rewarding because I love this about being a Black lawyer. And I am also a lot of times pleasantly surprised at how many people reach out to me on social media or even call my law firm to say they were looking for someone that looked like them to handle their legal problems. And so a lot of times people aren't going to do that if I worked at another firm, <laughs> right? They are not necessarily going to call and tell the person that answers the phone, who do you have there that's black? <laughs> that's just not what people do. And so I do think that that is also contributing to entrepreneurship. Now, while I absolutely love reading statistics like this and reading evidence like this, I mean, you all know that I'm a lawyer, so I absolutely love evidence. I love to see what the numbers are saying. The numbers that I'm not so happy about seeing are the numbers that deal with the revenue and how many Black-owned businesses fail within the first 18 months and how for many Black-owned businesses, we don't have startup capital. We're not in a position to grow. We aren't in a position to hire and to scale. And so for all of those things, that's where I'd like to see and do my part to make some changes uh, within that, right? I wanna see us not only start our businesses, but really grow them and scale them to a place that we can generate wealth for ourselves and leave a legacy for our children. Because at the end of the day, I know for myself, when I first started my business, my whole goal at the time was simply to match my salary. That was my first goal when I left the law firm was if I could just make what I was making on my job, then I'll feel like I have made it, right? But the truth is, if I stayed at that level, I would never have wealth. I wasn't wealthy when I was getting it from the job. So I don't know why I would have thought that I would have been wealthy with that being what I earned in my business, right? But for many of us, that is our goal and we kind of stopped there. But my goal and what I help my clients to do is to take it a step or two further. And so, you know, hashtag goals is not to match your nine to five salary. Your goal is to build a business that is positioned to generate wealth. Why? Because what do we know about wealth? We know that wealthy people have time, they have freedom, and they are able to leave a legacy. For so many of us, that's what we want, but we just aren't quite sure how to get there. And the signature process that I walk my clients through step-by-step step, helps them to get there. And I call this my Create, Protect, Monetize framework. Create, Protect, Monetize. The first thing that we have to do, and this is this falls under Create, meaning what is the business that we're starting, okay? The first thing we have to do is master our mindset. For many of us, we just aren't trained to have a wealthy mindset. For many of us, we are trained to grow up, get a good job, and get benefits. <laughs> that is 
what many of our parents have told us. Some of us, it is go to college and get a good job. I remember my grandmother, my mother's mother, she was a housekeeper or a maid on Capitol Hill. And she worked at this uh, private, it's kind of like a private social club or hotel where a lot of senators and congressmen would stay when they were staying over in D.C., you know, when they were in session. And so I used to get to go to work with her on Saturday and I loved it, you know, and, and, and at the time I didn't realize when you grow up poor or with limited means, you don't really realize quite how poor you are because everyone around you is too. So you don't really think about it. I did not come from money. My parents didn't have a lot of money. My grandparents didn't have a lot of money. They were very hardworking people, but they didn't have a whole lot. And so my grandmother was was working and she had always worked as a, as a maid or or you know those types of jobs and so I loved going to work with her and so she'd take me to work with her on Saturday and so this one particular Saturday that we went it was either right before or right after her birthday and one of the congressmen left her like you know a ten dollar tip which to her was like a whole lot of money and so she was so excited he left her that and a note you know telling her happy birthday and so she said to me you know, don't you ever let anyone tell you that there aren't good white people out here. There are some good white people out here. Not all white people are bad. And she said, you know what my prayer is for you? I pray to God that when you grow up, you find some good white people to work for. And when she said that, I thought, yeah, that's what I want. I want. I hope that I'm going to work for some good white people. It never even crossed my mind that I would be the owner of a company and have white people that work for me, right? I didn't even think that that was possible. This is why the first step in my framework is to master our mindset, because there are some things that we have to unlearn and some things that we have to learn in order to even believe that this wealthy lifestyle is possible for us, okay? So step number one under create is to master your mindset. Step number two is to find yourself. For many people, myself included, <laughs> we are trying to do too much. We're trying to do everything. And we don't really realize how we all have a zone of genius and our wealth, our ability to generate wealth will happen so much easier and so much faster if we're operating within that zone. And so I help my clients to figure out what that is. I, I, I also like to explain to them what it's not, right? So your zone of genius is not necessarily what you have your degree in. Your zone of genius is not necessarily what you've been doing for the last 20 years. It's not necessarily what your spouse thinks that you should be doing. It's not necessarily what your parents said that you should be doing, right? So I, I, I want you to think about that and think through that. Are you truly operating in your zone? This was very difficult for me when I left the firm because I had been known as a litigator. I thought that my zone was litigation and being in a courtroom and fighting with people and winning cases. And so it was, it became very difficult for me to separate from that identity and to really embrace what I'm really great at. I am great at business coaching. I am great at marketing strategy. I am great at helping people build businesses and make money. But that was not what I had been doing, right? It, it's what I had been doing for free. It's not what I had been getting paid for, I should say. 
I've always kind of done it, but it took me a very long time to truly embrace that as being my zone. When you start to unpack that and really figure out what your zone is, oh my goodness, you unlock such potential when you are able to operate in your zone, okay? So master your mindset, find your zone, and three, start the right business. Start the right business. Your business should be within your zone, right? A lot of times we are starting businesses that, you know, we're passionate about, but it's not necessarily a business model that is going to be able to be scaled to a million or multi-millions. And so you've got to really do some work to figure out how that can happen. Another huge learning experience for me was doing too many things, having all of these different things that I'm trying to do. And so you're, I'm able to do many things exceptionally well, but I could do one thing really, really well if I could simply focus on that one thing. And so that's taken me some time to realize. And so probably in working with my clients, this is the most resistance I get from my clients and trying to figure out what is the right business? What are the steps? How can we evaluate whether this business is going to generate you wealth or not? What, what are the things we need to take into consideration? Okay, so we've created, mastered our mindset, found our zone, and we're starting the right business. Now, what do we got to do? We got to protect. This is the protect part of the Create, Protect, Monetize framework. Step number one, get information. Gently borrow from my good girlfriend, Beyonce, okay? And by formation, I'm talking about business formation, your business structure. What type of entity is going to position this business to generate wealth? It's not necessarily an LLC. It may be an S-corp. There are so there are so many tax considerations and tax strategies and things that you've got to consider in choosing an entity. So get information. Number two, you got to secure the brand. Now, I know everybody out here is telling you, secure the bag, secure the bag. You can go and secure the bag. But let me tell you, if that brand is not secure, that bag is going right out the door, okay? So when we secure the brand, we are making sure that you own your brand and that your brand's assets are protected. And we do that through contracts, through trademarks, and through copyrights. Let's make sure we're protecting your content, we're protecting your logo, protecting your business name or your brand name, and that we're protecting your secrets, the things that you do within your business and making sure that we have the right contracts in place, okay? So we're gonna get information, secure the brand, and number three under, under protect is to plan your legacy. Making sure that you have, what's the end game for this business? What happens if something happens to you? Is there someone that's going to step in to run the business? Are we going to sell the business? Are we going to leave the business to someone else? Whatever that is, we have to actually plan it out. And so that is another step that we take our clients through is making sure that we're planning the legacy. Now, create, protect, and now we're going to monetize. This is the best part of it for me, right? It's, and, and the part that a lot of people want to do. And, and the mistake that people make is sometimes they jump right to monetize, but they they get frustrated because they aren't able to monetize at the level they'd like because they haven't laid the proper foundation. They have skipped over the key components under create and they've skipped over the key components of protect. 
Okay, there's a reason why I have it in this order. You need to create first and then protect and then monetize. You can't monetize what you haven't created. You can't monetize what's not protected, what you don't own, right? So there's a reason that it goes in that order, okay? Within monetize, step number one is to elevate to CEO. This is also mindset work. Understanding that in order for this business to scale and for you to make more, we have got to hire. We have to build a team. We've got to get you out of the day-to-day so that you can bring people in to work in their zones of genius that lends itself to be beneficial to this company as a whole. You're going to elevate yourself to the C-suite, okay? Number two, put your IP to work. I say this all the time. There are only two ways to scale a business. One is to duplicate yourself and hire more people to do what you do so that you can serve more clients. So if you're an accountant, you hire an additional accountant. If you're an interior designer, you can hire additional interior designers. If you're an attorney, you can hire additional attorneys and you get the point, right? If you hire more People. So let's just say that I, as an attorney, can serve 50 clients at a time. Well, that means my income is capped at whatever 50 is times whatever people pay me. But if I hire another attorney and then that person can serve 50 clients as well, now my income is going to do what? It's going to double. It's simple math, right? Like that's just simple. The second way to scale a business is to package your intellectual property and put it to work for you. My advice to all of my clients is to do both. We're going to scale by hiring and adding people. And we're also going to have digital products or some other leveraged product, a one-to-many offer that is packaging your intellectual property so that you can do that one time and get paid several times, okay? And I'll use myself as an example. So people can hire me to prepare and file a trademark application for them. You can pay me a fee. I will do it for you. I can only do so many of those, right? And I have to actually show up and do the work. Now, I know because I've done a bajillion trademark applications what that step-by-step process is. I know from A to Z what you need to do, what's my signature process for how to get a trademark application to go through and to be awarded, right? And so I documented that in the form of a digital course that I did one time. And now I sell that course on my website and I can sell that over and over and over again. And I don't have to actually be there to walk people through it because they're purchasing a course. That is me taking my intellectual property, which is my knowledge of the process of filing a trademark application, putting it into the form of a digital course, that is now one to many. So a hundred people can purchase the course, a thousand people, a million people can purchase the course. And I could be recording this podcast or recording TikTok videos or on vacation and I'm still going to earn money, right? And so that is really the key, right? And then if you take that to another level, then you can really think about licensing and all other things, other ways that we leverage our IP, okay? So under monetize, we're gonna elevate to the C-suite so that you're acting as a CEO and bringing on a team, put your IP to work for you, and then make it rain online. This is where all of the marketing strategies happen. 
This is how you are able to, to utilize automation and processes and different things, advertising, paid advertising, and all of the marketing strategies that you do to drive people to your website or to your social media or to wherever it is that you are selling your services and or your digital products. And so that truly is, if you follow these steps one by one in the order that I said, you will be positioned to generate wealth in your business. This is the preferred way of getting to a place where you are generating wealth and not just having a job. This is the system that is going to help you to do that so that you don't have to uh, throw spaghetti at the wall and hope that everything fits. This is the signature process that I walk my clients through. Why? Because I believe that when more of us are able to do this, then we will be able to generate wealth. And when we generate wealth, what does that give us as a people? Power. We have the power to make choices. We have the power to influence. We have the power to, to impact the world. We have the power to you know, support political initiatives and political candidates and make this world a better place. We can't do that if we're struggling. When you're stressed out about money, you can't even think straight. Your creativity is hindered. And so this is my goal, why I do what I do, really helping people to see the path to wealth can be entrepreneurship. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and head over to buildyourowntablepodcast.com to stay updated and connected with me. I'm Nakia Gray. I'll see you next time.